are your friends? Who do you speak to about love, life and everything else that entails? I'm Kirsty Fitzpatrick and I'm 20-something and this is my friend Jen Saderhelm. She's 40-something. Despite, or maybe in fact, of our 20-year age gap, we've come to seek each other out for advice and feedback. We're more connected than you think and that's why we've started this podcast, 2040, celebrating friendship across generations. 2040 Season 2 Podcast 8 can a leopard change its spots? We had a conversation a little while ago, Jen, where I said to you, I got to a point in my life a couple of years ago where I just didn't want to put up with people's nonsense. I just had enough. I just was so sick of being treated nastily or having to do with nasty people that I decided I just am not going to put up with it anymore. Mm. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the treatment. If you don't have respect for somebody, if you don't care about other human beings, you are not worth my time. You're not worth anybody else's time. I've had enough of it. And I'll be really interested to see what your thoughts are on this conversation about can a leopard change their spots because you have 20 years more life experience than me, which means that you've had the time and many more relationships to work out if a person can change, how they can change, whether it's always negative, whether it can be positive, and whether or not after seeing someone go through a period of change, good or bad, you can still have that friendship and that relationship there. And I feel as though my experience in my less time of being alive has made me quite jaded on whether or not people are good or bad or otherwise. But I also think the conversation about can a leopard change its spots has so many facets to it because it's not just about can a good person become a bad person or can a bad person become a good person? It's also about what happens when a good person does a bad thing or when a bad person does a good thing. Does that change them? And I'm going to give two examples. Can a good person do a bad thing? Well, of course they can. We know that. Mm. Say there's a really lovely person, no issues. They're driving along one day. They aren't paying much attention. They go through a red light or a stop sign and they're involved in a car accident and the other person is really seriously injured or really hurt, that person is still a good person. They've done a bad thing and they've hurt somebody else, but they're a good person. There was no malice there. There was no intention to hurt. They're still a good person. They've just done a really bad thing. Mm. And then I want to give an example of a bad person who's done a good thing. Because in the news a little while ago, there was a story about an off-duty police officer who was stoning a wombat. Now, to anybody with a heart or a soul, that is a horrific story. Now, to me, that guy's a dickhead. Like, he's a bad person. He's a really bad person. Anyone who can actively, physically hurt another person or an animal or someone that is inferior in the sense that this poor little wombat could not do anything and it was clearly distressed, anyone who can do that and think that's funny is a bad person. Obviously, what made matters worse is that he got his mate to film it, for God's sake. But not just that, this guy's a police officer. Mm. It is his role to protect people in the community, to catch the bad guys that are doing this stuff. He's a bad guy. But he's a cop, which means he has probably saved lives, caught other bad guys, got drugs and bad stuff off the street. He's probably done good stuff. So he's a bad guy that's maybe done good stuff. So is he a good person? I don't think so. I think he's a wanker, for look of a better word, but he's done good things in that role. Yeah, that's a really difficult one, especially because they've shown that 
people who are willing to harm animals, that's often a first step towards domestic violence and so on. I couldn't watch that. I haven't watched it either. And I couldn't be with a man who had done that sort of thing to an animal. But that means to you that's the bad person, right? It does mean that that's to me a bad person and I would find it really hard to compromise that with any friendship we might ever have, Mm. which is highly unlikely anyway. Just on that, I can understand that there may be some people listening and going, nah, look, he's a cop, he's a good guy, he just did a really bad thing. Mm. No, no, no. To me, he's a really bad guy. I had a really emotional moment the other day. There's a child at my son's school who I really like, and we were just about to head home one day. And there's some plovers, and plovers are territorial. Mm. And he was saying, oh, that's the plover that swooped my brother or something like that. I'm going to throw a rock at it. Mm. And my immediate attitude towards this child who I like so much changed. Mm. And I was like, you can't do that. That's a mummy bird protecting her babies. Mm -hmm. I would do that for my babies. Mm -hmm. And would you stone me? And he's like, oh, all right, I won't do it. Mm. But I was really troubled by the fact that that had been articulated. And... These are the kind of things that when I was growing up, my mother was one of those people who a leopard can't change their spots. So when she'd made up her mind on something, on someone, that's how it stayed. Mm. And you were talking about me having the 20 years more experience. Far more important in this conversation is that I was brought up in that environment. So I promised myself I wouldn't be that person because I found it bugged me Mm. and it made me sense of things that I would say to her about people because once she'd made up her mind that was it and as I've gotten older I am more judgmental however I've had a couple of instances later where I met someone whom I had already had a massive opinion on he's one of those I suppose almost public personas and I'd heard so much about him before meeting him I had already established in my Mm. head that I didn't think much of him And within the first 60 seconds of meeting him, I had done a 360 turnaround and decided I really did like him. As I headed home that day, I thought to myself, I need to remember to actually wait till I meet the person. Yeah. Because none of my opinions of him were based on my own personal opinion. Yeah. And your experience. And my experience. And I suppose that comes back to cutting people a bit of slack sometimes when Mm. you've heard stuff. Things can be rumours and you do need to make your own qualified opinion after you've had personal experience with them and I'd like to think because we both work in the media as it is and we come with other people's opinion of us anyway if someone met me for the first time they would at least if they've heard bad things judge me on who I am yeah which is what I'm trying to I suppose do to other people as well but this is the hard thing with what you were saying about can good people make one mistake Now that we have social media everywhere, all of your mistakes can be documented and you can never make a mistake privately now. And that troubles me. You were talking about one story, but the one that's really resonated with me lately is that Roxy Jasenko, you might know this story already, has been filming this woman woman. who's been doing poos in between cars. And she's obviously wealthy, wearing this pink jumpsuit or whatever it is. And I've been mulling over in my head because I think what she's done is so disgusting. I've labelled her in my head a bad person. Which one? Roxy or the jogger? No, the jogger. Right. I'm there on that. I think what she's doing is disgusting, vile and bad. Mm -hmm. Right? 
But I wonder if I met her in the flesh, probably having no idea of any of the background, I'd probably like her. So it's a really difficult one to resign because that's now on the record. Yeah. Eventually her name's going to come out. Yeah. And she'll never live it down. But is Roxy Jacinko a bad person for sharing that publicly? If someone was pooing in your driveway, I would be so furious at it, yeah. I would probably do what Roxy did. Mm-hmm. I've thought about this too, because Roxy comes with her own story to her own life, but that's disgusting. I had a horrible moment while I was living in Sydney one day where I went out with my kids one morning and someone had pooed in an alleyway that we all oh. had to take. And I had that whole thought of whoever's done that is a bad person. No. And this comes back to the conversation of where's your line would you change your mind on it but the poo jogger because she's clearly a wealthy woman from that area why she would do something like that is beyond me but I have made an assumption about her at this point in time that I would have a Mm. lot of trouble changing well see initially when that story came out I didn't make the assumption because I heard somebody say what if she has bowel problems and physically couldn't help it I think given where the story's at now, it seems to be a repetitive thing, if, mm. if I'm not wrong, which means that it's obviously just gross and a bit malicious and horrible to think about. But where's that line? When does a good person do enough bad things that they become a bad person? There's somebody that I suppose have in my life that I, I've i known for a little while and I used to think they were a good person that maybe just was a little bit nasty every now and then, sometimes just didn't do very nice things or speak very nicely to other people and I never really thought of them as a bad person and I still definitely don't think of them as a bad person but not long ago I realized that they're a good person but they've done so many bad things that they're not maybe as good a person as I thought they were again I don't think they're a bad person but they're maybe just not a very nice person and if you're a good person you're a nice person if that makes sense Mm. and Something sort of solidified it for me the other day in a minor interaction that we had. Their response to something was a little bit nasty and words weren't even used in the response, which in a sense made it almost a little bit more kind of nasty. And I sort of thought, again, that's that good person, but they're just doing a nasty thing. So when do they become a not nice person? Critical to what you just said is your response to it because I think the truth is where you sit on somebody is how you respond in your head to how they've said it so Mm. you're in your head thinking that's not nice really in your head you're probably at that stage where you're thinking they're really not a nice person but it's interesting that we all have people in our lives that we either want to think the best of Mm. or or want to think yes Mm. and so when we're at that stage where we're I'm going to use the example of think the best of for one reason or another when they let you down, you're still looking for the good in them. Yeah. Yeah. That person who is someone you don't like in your life, when they let you down, you're happy for it because it confirms what you already believe. So it's where you sit in your head. Had a very interesting change in my feelings towards someone who I felt was a bad person. And I realized via something that we have far more in common than what I was expecting when we where my head was we're not going to become friends Mm. but I've all of a sudden and this is important too started to look through their eyes Mm -hmm. at the world rather than my eyes at them 
So that's a factor too, because I wasn't prepared to do that. And then one day I was like, oh my God, I've been through that too. And I know how that feels now. And yeah, that's why they behave like they do. So what's good and what's bad to you? Well, coming back to what you used as the start of this conversation, anyone who harms a person, animal, sentient being, mm -hmm. I would be putting in the bad category mm -hmm. on purpose because mm -hmm. accidents happen. Of course. Anyone who goes out to emotionally harm another human being. Also a bad person. Yeah, but in this instance, I think the leopards can change their spots. Because we've heard a lot about bullying and that bullying is the manifestation of a person's own lack of confidence and dealing with it. Well, they, your facial expression is mm. really interesting on this. So I do feel like the person who is trying to hurt someone else is often hurting too. The damage is real, but I think that in that instance, a person can learn to change their spots. And there's a really interesting Reddit thread at the moment of people having later in their life, their bully come up and say sorry mm. and how they've responded. And it's coming back to that whole when you're in the moment and they've said sincerely, I really hurt you. I now understand how bad my actions were. The reason why I did this is because I was suffering abuse at home as well and unable to deal with it. It was manifesting in you. And I don't expect you to accept my apology, but my apology is sincere. And the person on the other end, and this was really interesting, was like I heard all of this and all of a sudden I wasn't angry anymore. Mm. And I saw them face to face in a way that I you couldn't see. Yeah. But my question then to you is, in that circumstance, you've been bullied terribly by someone and then possibly a long time or a short time later, they come up and apologise. Are they a bad person who's done a good thing by apologising or are they a good person that did the bad thing by bullying you? This is so hard. Mm, it's so hard. And this comes back to if someone's gone to jail for something and we put them back out into society and we want to give them every chance to become a normal functioning human being who contributes to society mm -hmm. can we forgive them can mm -hmm. you forgive someone if they've come to you and said i spent a year in jail for a break and enter or something like that mm. i think it's seeing change though i think if i was bullied by someone and they said sorry but there was no other change then they're not changing their spots that's them that's who they are you might have apologized because it might have made you feel better and it might have made me feel better for a period of time but if you just continue to act the way that you used to act and it wasn't sincere then you're not changing. You're still that bad person. I think the jail one is hard because unless you know that person, breaking in is a good example, that's not a good thing to do, that causes damage, that causes fear. You know it's against the law, you know it's the wrong thing to do. But if you come out of it and you change your life, I think then maybe you were a bad person, but you've become a good person that just did that bad thing that time. As long as you see that there's change. However, there are some people that I don't care if they help all the homeless people in Australia or go overseas or work for World Vision or something, I don't care whether they preach to religion now and they claim to have changed their whole lives. I don't care. They have done bad enough things that they will forever be a bad, bad person. And I will never change my view on that. Wow. Ever. Even if I saw the change, even if I saw that wow, look at all this amazing, really selfless stuff they're doing now. I would be going, I don't give a shit. They are so bad. They will forever be bad. They're bad. This comes down to something in me too. There are certain people I see as being bad. And of course, therefore, there's a segment in me that doesn't want them to change so yeah. I can continue to see them as being bad. Yeah, well, that's a good point. 
And this is hard because then when they do something outstanding, for instance, it just makes me angry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is you can get to know someone and come to really, really like them before you know their dark secret that they've been in jail or whatever. And then you've got to resign yourself to the fact of that I now know that they've done this. How do I compare that with this person I actually know and have feelings for or care about for some extent. Mm, That's tough. It is tough. And it's also tough, again, because we are in this world where so much feedback comes before we meet people. Yeah. And so we make assumptions. And in reality, we build people up to assumption that other people have given us already. But even then, I think when you do know people, I think it's more common that a good person can become a bad person than vice versa because I think if someone's been bad but then they've changed you still see and think about that bad stuff that they've done whereas if a good person can become a bad person and that can totally change your view and you easily forget all the good stuff that they've done. Mm -hmm. I was reading the article about the guy who murdered and raped and this is a full-on topic to bring up in our podcast. I uh Yes. And him in comparison to the one who raped and murdered Eurydice Dixon. Yes. And their respective jail sentences. Yes. And the contrast in their respective jail sentences, because the Eurydice Dixon one showed limited to no remorse. The Aya murderer, I went through his Mm -hmm. story of his life, that he was fostered and neglected and not fed and bad hygiene, teeth, all that stuff. And I am in no way justifying what the horrible, yeah. horrible thing he did to a total stranger. But it changes your view. But he had no opportunity in his life to become someone. No, I see, I don't agree with that. And I strongly don't agree with that. I've been through hard times in life and I'm not going to go and treat people the same way that I was treated. Or take it out on other people. Of course, people go through difficult times, but I just can't agree with someone's had a really tough upbringing and they were abused when they were a child and, oh, so, okay, well, now they've raped and murdered someone. Well, we have to take that into account. No, they made the active decision to do that. I totally agree with you, but his own life experience was awful too. People come with that, that they just can't climb out of any situation from because they've never... and. Being a woman of fairly middle class, safe background, whatever, how can I ever really understand their experience of life? Because mine has been so sanitised and safe. And again, this is coming back to empathy, which clearly this fellow unfortunately did not have. And that's crux to this matter too. But I would like to think in meeting any person and deciding whether they were good or bad that I could at least, if they allowed me to, see some of the subtext of the conversation. In the long run, if I think they're bad, there's probably no good reason to have them in my life. But I read that story and as I was reading through his background, putting it separate to the horrible case that was there, I was like, God, that's... I feel like that person, I think everybody has the opportunity to change and I think he would have had the opportunity to change his spots and he didn't. And that's on him. That's not on the way he was raised. That was his decision. He made that decision. I know somebody that had a really tough upbringing who didn't have a lot of family around 
who's lived in their car for a while, who had it pretty rough, but did everything possible to make his life his life. And he's now an amazing dad and has got really good kids and he's still going through some shit, but he's done so much to help himself. It wasn't his fault that this was how his childhood was. The same as potentially with this horrible guy that murdered this lady. It wasn't his fault he grew up in this environment, but it was on him that he chose to continue living how he lived. Mm. Whereas with this person that I know, obviously it was different, largely different, but they had a tough upbringing and they changed their life. They went, no, I don't want to keep doing this. I want to change that. He didn't go out and kill and rape somebody. He's a good person. Mm. The other one I find really difficult with this good-bad situation is addiction. Mm. When I was in the UK, George Best, the football player, used to write articles. And I don't know if you know George, but he was one of the best Irish soccer players that ever was. But his life beyond 40 was just alcohol-addled. And eventually he got a new liver. Mm-hmm. And at the stage I was living over in the UK, he was off the bottle and riding. I mean, he's loved over there, but he abused himself so badly mm-hmm. and then he relapsed oh, okay and where do you sit with good and bad with that because addiction has affected people who are perceived as being great magnificent human beings and people who are not yeah relapse is just as easy because it's not easy to quit anyway eventually unfortunately burns passed away because that liver failed on him yeah And he was deeply apologetic for letting people down. Of course, media took pictures of him when he was in the pub when he's not supposed to be because he's got a new liver and wasn't supposed to be drinking. Is he a good person? Addiction's a very personal thing, and I understand that it can impact other people in an indirect and direct way. Those who love that person, definitely. Yes, but it's if you come out of that and you make every effort to come out of that and you relapse, you can see that he tried... It's a bit like gambling and these sorts of harms that really the person you're harming most is yourself, but you are directly and indirectly harming other people as well. I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think anyone involved in addiction or gambling or anything, I definitely don't think they're a bad person at all. I think there's other things going on and other things that are contributing to that. And I think these people would really struggle knowing that they're hurting other people. They probably feel that they're a bad person. And that's a hard thing to live mm, with. And, and I don't, too. you never know how people get into these situations, but I don't see those people as bad people. Definitely not. Mm, I loved George Best. I loved his articles so much. I really enjoyed everything he was writing, and he just was one of those people who I related to while I was over there. And then when he relapsed, I was angry at him. Mm. And this was when I was your age, so I really had that sense of that I felt like he'd let me down and he'd become, in my eyes, not as good a person as how I'd seen him. Right. And that was one of my very first, how do I resign this person whom I've loved reading about with now this person who I'm seeing in the papers? So it's hard when your hero goes from being good to doing something that you see is bad. Mm. But again, I suppose that's that perception, isn't it, of what you see is bad and what you see is good. There's certain things you feel very strongly about that I'm not as stressed about, whereas for me it's the same. But I also remember when I was at university becoming aware of animals as sentient beings, which is just a law that's been passed here. That's right. That's a concept I hadn't even thought about. And then when you sit there and think about that they have feelings from the point of view that they care to some extent and that they hurt and whatever 
that was radical. I remember being in the classroom going, oh, my God, I'd never thought about that mm. before. Mm. People might not like animals. I'm a big animal lover like you. I love all animals. But there's my dad, for example, doesn't really like cats. But he would never hurt a cat. He would never... And that's the difference, is that you could have views on something, but if you act on it in a way that's really harmful to other people. But then, if, for example, if my dad was to ever hurt a cat, is he a bad person? Mm. It's a really difficult topic. And we haven't actually addressed whether we think they can change. Because I am of the attitude that people can change. But it's easier to forgive someone for a change when you're not directly involved with the harm they may have caused before they change. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but we've had a conversation recently where you've had someone who's done a bad thing in your life and you've spoken to them about that and you told me about the bad thing they've done and I think they're a bad person and I won't change my view on that. I don't know them. I don't want to know them. It's just... That's it now. Mm. And if I was to meet that person, they might be lovely, but they're a bad person. They've done a bad thing. And people have different hang-ups and people have different experiences which are going to make them more jaded, as I said at the start. But to me, they're a bad person. And I'm just not willing to change my view on that. There's people in my life who I've directly had interactions with who I just don't care how good, in inverted commas, they become now. They're not. They're not good. They can't ever be good. They're bad. And I know that sounds so harsh because I'm normally the sort of person to give people a second chance and give people the benefit of the doubt or don't be too harsh on them. Give them an opportunity to kind of prove themselves differently. But there are some instances where I doesn't matter what it is, I just won't let that change. On this particular topic, and I'm not going to say what it is, but this thing that you feel strongly about, do you mean that everybody who fits into that box of doing that thing is a bad person? Yeah. That's a very strong view. Yeah, because... I I think we can come back to the story you said in the first place, because for me, if you are going to harm an animal for pleasure, you're a bad person. Full stop, there is no exceptions. Animal, person, you're a bad person. Pleasure or intentionally, knowing that it's hurting somebody and you do it, that's bad. In saying that, though, there might be a friendship that's maybe starting to deteriorate, and, for example, you and I, we're good friends, but maybe you just want to distance yourself a little bit from the friendship and so you're not keeping in touch very much or you're sort of dodging interaction or I'm messaging you to say let's catch up and there's always a reason you're always busy eventually it gets to a stage where I would be hurt by that I would be hurt by you not keeping in touch and you not wanting to continue the friendship but you're not bad because even though you're intentionally trying to stop the relationship I feel as though it's not malicious Mm, although the interesting thing is in that situation You'd be looking for the bad in yourself as to the reason why or yeah. the what have bad in the other person perhaps also. So it's a fascinating dynamic. If I'd found out someone had been arrested for harming a person or an animal, I would find it very hard to forgive them mm. even if they'd changed. Yeah, me too. However, now I said that out loud, I still would like to believe that they could change though. Yeah, I had a conversation with somebody about another person one time about their ability to change and they said to me, Quite frankly, they'll never change. They will never change, Kirsty. If they can do this to you, they'll do it to other people. It's not going to change. To be honest with you, that made me feel good. Mm. I read a really great article recently about a woman whose husband, when he turned 40, started running. And he'd never been a runner beforehand. And all of a sudden, their whole world revolved around going on holidays where there was running. 
He would run every day. His conversations were about runners. His subscriptions were to running magazines. Mm -hmm. And she said it was the strangest thing because it was like all of a sudden she was married to someone totally different and she was not interested in running at all. And it's such a profound change that she had to change to to adapt to all of this. So sometimes people really do undergo radical changes and honestly it's often at my point in life you yeah. sit there and think what are we doing they what, talk what about else? that crisis don't yeah. about crisis and it's an emotional thing where yeah. you sit there and think i've got to get these things done before i become too old to whatever so you find people's marriages breaking up or buying a sports car or changing career direction going back to uni and they're equally monumental changes but positive yeah which there are a lot of too, mm. which brings me to just before we finish, my last question to you, have you changed your spots? Yes. I've had two stints in radio and my first one, I never was myself and I never was relaxed. And my second time I went back into radio, I went in a totally different person. And what was the catalyst to change? <laughs> You're going to love this, but a psychic. I went to see her just prior to going back into radio, nervous, etc. And she said to me, this time you need to be you. And she also told me to be coquettish. I remember the word, mm-hmm. which was out of left field, but it suits me actually. Anyway, next time I went back into radio, I stopped overthinking, trying to be this, trying to be that, and I just was me. Mm-hmm. And it was a massive, massive change in everything I've done since then in my career if you heard me when I was your age in right. radio. Okay. And what about in a bad way? Have you ever done anything bad to become better or? I have. I have. I'll leave it with a full mm. stop there. How about you? Yes, I've changed. I've changed as a result of some situations. I didn't become good or bad as a result of them. I just was different to who I was. However, as a result of me changing back then, I was probably harsher towards other people, which is a bad thing and something that I don't like. So I wouldn't say I've done bad things in that sense, but I would maybe be not as nice to some people. For example, when I decided that I just had enough of people, when we're in a supermarket, if someone was kind of in my way or I would go, for goodness sake, or I would almost make an effort. If somebody bumped into me with their trolley and didn't say sorry, I would be angry, really angry at them that they didn't say sorry and would almost want to be like, excuse me, can you apologise for what you just did there? Oh, Jen, the other day I was getting my nails done and the lady asked me to take the nail polish off and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm paying for this. That's why I've come here. If I wanted to take my nail polish off myself, I would have done it at home. This is ridiculous. Mm. And that is terrible. But my response was kind of like, oh, and I did it and it didn't really work all that well. And I was like, sorry, like you're going to have to fix that up for me. And that was really quite rude and not very nice of me. But again, it's as a result of this maybe expectation or change that happened in me. So I wouldn't say that was bad, but it wasn't particularly nice. You know what made me think about it was that there was another girl sitting next to me the same thing happened with. And her response was, yeah, of course. And then when there wasn't enough to take off the nail polish on the other hand, she asked for another one to take it off herself. Mm. Where I was going, oh, for goodness sake. And Mm. she was going, yeah, absolutely, of course I'll help out. I think we all evolve over time. And I definitely take less shit now than what I used to. Yeah. And I sometimes feel like I'm the worst person for that. Yeah. 
but no. otherwise I'd be a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> and and no, you're not a worse person for taking less shit and for not putting up with other people's crap. You're not a bad person for doing that or a worse person. But it's just I sometimes think about how the impact of me not taking other people's crap has on other people altogether, like me getting frustrated at people in supermarkets or when I used to get quite bad road rage. That's not fair on those other people. But then I've changed again from that. I've kind of grown out of that and just mm. sort of settled back into me a bit more. Mm. Can leopards change their spots? Can a person who is bad become good? Can a person who is good become bad? And where's your lines? Let us know. That wraps up another episode of 2040, a podcast celebrating friendship across generations. You can contact Jen or I via our 20-40 Facebook page or email 20-40 at gmail.com. We'd love your feedback, thoughts, questions and ideas for future podcasts. Thank you for listening.